everyone. I missed you guys so much. We were we went on a little week hiatus, but we back. How was saving the world? Who was me? Yeah, Black Panther, man. Ron, you can't tell people my secret identity. Come on. It's a podcast. People don't really know who you are anyways. Nah, but they could tell by the voice who I uh, had that voice activation, sync my voice with video, and then boom, they find me, then they go after my loved ones. And Ron, obviously, because we have so many episodes together, they're coming after you first. And I wouldn't want that for you. They definitely are not coming after me. Trust me. You're going you're gonna to be the first person they can connect you with uh, to me. That's cap, man. I'll never say anything. Okay. Just remember. So they'll never be able. They'll never be able to connect us together because I just wouldn't say anything. But they know my voice. They know your voice. And this is the yeah. place where they're going to hear it first. But I keep my, my mouth shut, basically. Remember, like, snitches get stitches. So what's the point? Okay, you know what? question about that (laughs) i understand and a lot of people live by that model but sometimes that model needs to be put in check for instance if someone didn't take the fall but they got caught and they now have to they're faced with 20 plus years because of something that they didn't do they're taking a fall for someone and you're missing out family your kids your life i don't know man i don't know i don't know i don't know if that policy really stands like maybe cut a deal maybe tell some of those other guys yo you were in it not me but and we and we know that life in jail is not the best being being beat up or some other activities people don't want to be a part of but ron no i i don't know if i could stand by that model 24 7 I'm just looking at it in the way that if you were a superhero and people were trying to get to you through me, they would probably beat me up to try to get to you. So if I don't say anything, I'm probably going to get beat up. If I do say something, I'm probably going to get beat up. So what difference does it make? I'll just keep my mouth shut. In a real life scenario, if you're facing time, I, I feel like most people would cave. You know, especially in the scenario that you pose where you really didn't do anything. If you didn't do anything, but you have information, I can see people caving. If you did do something and you had the opportunity to get out, I could still see people caving. I agree. I agree. Because I'm not... I'll take the fall. It just matters how deep that fall is. If, the fall, if, if I'm just going to get a few scrapes and bruises, maybe even a broken bone, that's fine, but... If this is going to leave me paralyzed or even worse, you know, I lose out on my life, that's a whole different situation. But hopefully I never have to face that. Hopefully, man. But I see you drinking the Red Star drink, um, some Heine, Heineken. Is that your drink of choice over the holidays? Uh, no, I'm more of a... Appleton type of guy, so a little rum and coke. Mm-hmm. But I'm not trying to be too lit for the episode, so I have to tone it down with the with the high knee. What what's yours? 
Uh, this year, I've just been drinking wine. I, I did. I have drank some beers, but like it's just wine mostly. So. Now, are you like our girl Zay from um, Love is Love is Blind, and you know you have certain glasses for your wine because uh, with red wine or with wine, uh, you have to make sure it's a long stem because if you hold it with your hands, it'll heat up the wine. See, I learned something from her. Yeah, I'm not drinking white wine, uh, which needs to be chilled. And I personally prefer the stemless wine glasses, so I'm not as nitpicky when it comes to that. I do know that some people are, um, obviously, as we saw in that show. But, yeah, I, I'm drinking red wine anyway, so that's that's the wine I've been drinking for most of the holidays, so it doesn't matter. You have, like, a little bar area? No, I don't really have a bar. I have a like a place where I hold stuff. Like I have this tumbler. This is usually what I put wine in when I'm drinking. So. All right, perfect. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us and listening to another episode of Knowledge and Nonsense. Um, this episode is a special one because it's going to be the year in review episode. So a lot of things happened this year. A lot of funny things. I know last year when we did, uh, when we meant when we were talking about 2023, one of the biggest points was COVID. I just want to maybe start off with that. From how the year started, when it came, when we had the whole conversation of COVID, how the government, the society, was handling it, and now we see how it is now. Um, it's getting better. It's getting better. People can fly without worrying about too much. Some countries still have um, their policies in place. I know with some cruises, you need to be double vax plus a booster. Um, but other than that, like you can travel to Jamaica. You can come in and out of Canada and not worry about anything. Uh, traveling to the States, yeah, there's a little bit of a hassle. But other than really? that, the world is still, yeah, the world is still going, uh, the world is go slowly going back to normal but again that normal will never see uh you go inside walmart there's always somebody with a mask even sometimes people playing basketball i still see a, with me refing i still see a few players still wearing a mask now again it's not like how it was before where there were a, maybe a third close to half of the players on a team uh they were wearing a mask now you might have in a whole tournament there's eight teams. You'll probably see maybe four players on each team wearing a mask. And these are more youth, not as not not like in high school where it's rare to see now. But um, if we're honest, when it comes to the mask wearing, previously we would see a lot of people wearing masks, you know, like it was mostly like Asian people, um, Orientals that we would see, but like it was a thing. And to me it's just them being conscious of the fact that during you know winter holiday time that you should take some extra precaution when you're around people because normally people used to get sick a lot like we're even seeing it now um it's not covid that they're saying people are getting sick with now for the most part but like people are still getting sick so whether people are wearing masks or not to me doesn't necessarily really matter um, I do feel, though, that 
depending on where you are, if you see somebody wearing a mask, you're usually inclined to believe now that they may be sick, you know, so then that's where now like my alarm bells sometimes ring. But um, for the most part, it's um, it's good to see that, you know, the level of uh, darkness that we saw at the beginning of the year where, you know, like people were constantly like we didn't see an end to this, you know, like Christmas had happened. The cases were up and we like you, you couldn't do anything without a vaccine. But now it's just looking like things are steadily going back to normal. I hope it trends that way ultimately, but we'll see. I agree. And because we are at the end of December, and I always said it, we need to go through one flu season. Wait, I'm going to put up my, my arms up, my hands up at, for air quotations, but we need to see the world normal for one flu season. And we're almost there. We just need to get through uh, January, all of January, as well as all of February. I would even say March, too, because that's also flu season. But once we can go through these next 90 days and if it works out and if it's as pleasant as it is now, then maybe that's it for COVID. Now, I, I do feel like I strongly feel that we'll talk a little bit more about that later on. Yeah, if it just disappears, man, then people will definitely have questions that need to be answered because... You know, like, it doesn't seem like with the booster shots that you have to take that this is something that will ever fully go away. Um, if it just subsides entirely, that would be very weird. Mm-hmm. We're going to see even more protests because all those uh, truckers, remember that trucker, uh, the rally and everything that was happening at the border? We would have to see some type of apology, I would assume. I don't think you're ever going to see some sort of apology regarding that, um, especially if they did what they thought was best for the whole country. You know, like, I, I feel like that that's not coming. Agreed, agreed. And a couple of cool, crazy things. I, I can't even use the word cool. Crazy things, I apologize, happening this week over social media, right? For instance, we, we saw that Russia commercial. Hmm. Yeah, where there, because we know the whole war going on with Ukraine, and just for that commercial to be aired, and how, Ron, what they did to that pet was so sad, man. You know, like one year it was all happy, you get the pet, then we realize, okay, all of our resources are depleted, and then two years from now, if things continue, we're gonna have to eat our pet. I feel like the world will become like that sooner or later, just like how the gap between rich and poor is becoming greater i feel like that will happen sooner or later just like how they always say with the jetsons and the flintstones right how they're in the same timeline it's just that the jeffins the jetsons live above the clouds while the flintstones live here on earth we'll see how it all plays out sooner or later yeah like the thing about it is history has shown us that like you know if Wars happen and they become big enough, almost everyone is going to be affected by it or everyone is going to be involved by it. And that video, I, I would I, like, I find it interesting, like, that this is something that could have aired in other countries. So it leads me to believe that it was probably only aired in Russia. I just, I don't know. Like, it just, 
it just seemed a bit aggressive for lack of a better word um that they are so blatant with this type of thing i i don't know where this commercial came from i didn't really look too much into it all i did was see it um it's pretty it's disturbing but um hopefully this is not um something that we have to look forward to into the future we also have uh that lady that made the comment about the well the video about how she does everything for her man ron you know i was, <laughs> I was really thinking about that and I, i'm gonna just just allow me to look to let me say my two cents um at the end of the day who am i to tell her how to feel happy who am i to tell her what she's doing right or what she's doing wrong or what he's doing right or what he's doing wrong, whatever. But I will say this. If she finds happiness and, you know, washing his plates, doing what he's doing, everything at his begging, at his command, well, that is fine in my eyes. Just, I just hope it doesn't become abusive. Now, with me saying abusive, I'm usually talking about physical abuse, emotional abuse. But then someone could say, hey, this is a form of emotional abuse. So I don't know. Right. I'm not in their household. I don't know her. Hey, that's what it is. But what I I am going to say this. He has a whole lot of power that I don't have, you know, a whole lot of power for her to make the comment. Oh, if he wants me to go on stage, I'll go on stage. One, I don't know what type of stage she's going on. Right. But if I'm going to assume it's the stage she's supposed to go on and she's doing those type of things for him. Hey, he he, he must have a whole lot of power and hold. But she said this is her man. This is her king. This is who she wants to go to. That's fine. Just I just hope it's not abusive. Right. But if, if he gets that type of control, then, hey, you know, then he gets that type of control. Yeah, so, like, the thing about it is, like, the thing with these videos that I feel that we don't ever see is the full context. Like, we don't know what it is that, you know, what culture she's from. Like, we can assume, obviously, with the hijab that she's Muslim, but we don't know what specific culture she's from. So, you know, like, depending on, like, the nationality or, like, you know, the region you're of the world you're from, there's certain expectations that are there for you know, people that are married. Um, on top of that, we don't know what it is that, you know, he brings to the table, quote-unquote, as well as what she brings to the table. We don't necessarily know what types of uh, agreements it is that they, you know, have in their relationship. So that's their relationship, and if that's how they want to live, that's fine. You know, like, the way I look at it is like in a relationship, there needs to be some sort of balance. You know, there's certain things that you're good at and there's certain things that I'm good at. You know, I think that we should collaborate, work together to figure out what's best for us in our relationship. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that I own the person, but like, I feel that like there's at least a conversation, you know, and an explanation as to what is expected of you as my partner and what I, you expect from me as your partner. That's all it is, man. Like, if that's how she thinks that her life should be, that's fine. You know, but it, it's not for everyone, ultimately. Oh, for sure. Because I showed my girlfriend this post and I said, hey, can this be me? 
and she said some words. I'm not gonna say the words exactly, but pretty much, she said no. To get to that level, like you, come on, let's be honest, man. Like you live in North America. I'm assuming the majority of your life. I'm assuming your girl lived in North America the majority of her life. You know, again, like I said, cultural differences. Neither of you guys are from that religion. I'm not sure what her nationality is. I know you guys aren't from there as well. So you know that what you see and what you expect in that culture is going to be different from your culture. So ultimately, what's the point of even asking? Sometimes you just got to ask, you know, sometimes. It doesn't hurt to ask. Remember, if you don't ask, your situation stays the same. No, but like at the end of the day, if you want that type of behavior, you have to ask yourself, what are you giving your wife to make her act exactly like that? <laughs> I give her this. Beep. <laughs> this guy's something else, man. <laughs> um, so, Ron, what's with this whole Raiden thing that they've been doing? Uh, for instance, the food tasting, is, is that what's all going on? Yeah, I thought that that list, I can't, I don't have it in front of me, but like when I saw that list, it just seemed a bit off to me. Um, the fact that I, I, I remember they had like British food, they, they had certain nationalities of foods that I've never heard of. Like personally, I've never eaten. I, I have not heard anyone really talk about it. So it kind of confused me when I started to see them on the list. It's just a very, very weird list. But they were basically rating the cuisines of each country on the list. And these are the best, according to that list. See, this list doesn't make any sense. Because a country like Canada, that reflects almost all these different nationalities. We have all these immigrants in the country. And they all share their culture within the country. We're not top two. But like, uh, like when I'm thinking of cuisine, what I think about is what is your country known for? Not about what the people that come from other countries bring to you because that's their cuisine of their country. Get what I'm saying? So like when I think of something like hamburgers, I think of America. When I think of biryani, I think of India. You know, if I think of jalaf, I think of, you know, all over Africa. But I primarily think of Ghana, obviously because they have the best jalaf. You know, things like that, right? So that's how it is. Italy is number one, I guess, because everyone buys pasta. And then Greece was number two. You know, shout out to Mr. Greek. Even that, like, it, it, okay, I think Italy, if you consider pizza theirs, and if you consider pasta theirs, I think that those are two of the things that a lot of people eat a lot of. So that's that when it comes to like nightlife and street food, obviously, you know, you have shawarma, you know, I think that that's or is that wait, that's Middle East. That's not. Is that actually Greek? What is? Yeah, I know it's Mediterranean shawarmas, you know, Slovakia, Slovakis are Greek, the, I yeah, believe. Slovakia is Greek. Um, I think yeah, but the like gyro or gyro. Yeah, he, it's Euro apparently. Always oh, pronounced Euro. <laughs> oh, yo, know, trust me, I got into these conversations before. When I called it, I called it gyro, and someone laughed at me once. So, you gotta make sure that you say it right. Okay, no one ever cor- like 
when I when I'm at these spots and I say, "Oh, can I get the gyro?" or "Oh, what's in the gyro? What type of gyro is it?" They never corrected me once. They're laughing at you in the back. <laughs> well, you know what? Your food tastes good. It's okay. <laughs> Spain is third. USA is USA eight. Is number eight. So okay. I uh, that's something I, I else. Hear, no, I hear that hot dogs, burgers. French fries. But I'm shocked that Chinese food is not as high. They have Japan, and I guess Japan is sushi, I'm assuming. Sushi. Um, what is that? There's something else that they have. Oh. No, that's Vietnamese. That's Vietnamese? Okay. And that's pho. That's pho. Pho. You're, you're, you're getting... <laughs> yo, trust you. <laughs> People will put you in your place, man. Trust me. I've so been there. That's another one where they're laughing at me in the back. Okay, so a lot of people are laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, Chinese eleventh, Brazilian, Portuguese. You know, I can see some of the things like like something like German. Like, you know, what I mean, like, what is German? I I know like that they are into breads and like meats, a lot of that. So maybe that's what it is. That their main foods are schnitzel, you know, pretzels. I don't know, man. I'm 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 a bit confused because when I saw this list, they didn't actually name specific things that are central to those countries, right? So then, in my mind, I thought that there's something off with this list, but maybe it's just me. You know, maybe that there's certain foods that I think are associated with different countries that may be associated with the countries on this list. Greece. Like I'm not even trying to diss, but you go inside any pizza pizza in Canada and it's not Italians in there, right? So <laughs> But like you, you know where I live now there's no pizza pizza. Oh. And there's a lot of pizza. No, like none of none of the pizza places that you see in the GTA are here. They're all like pe- like specialty ones. So like their pizza is very specific. It's it's different. And, you know, like, pizza, I just feel like wherever you're from, they make it a certain way. That's what I think it is. But the origin of pizza, what is it? I'm trying to see. I'm, I'm finding a note, a note with, like, the best rated foods in Italian cuisine. And... Yeah, number one is pizza. So then I'm guessing pizza is there. Is risotto, you know, all the pastas come next. So, do you see calzones? No way. No, I'm not seeing. It's definitely low on the list, if anywhere on this list. Oh, it's twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. I had a I had a teacher back in high school. It was a class. It was a geography part of the geography umbrella, and we were always talking and about world issues i think it was world issues it wasn't a religion class but it was just world issues excuse me in that class uh we watched amazing race because they travel to different parts of the world and you learn you can learn a lot he made the comment he's a funny guy you know like we joke around but he said italian food is the only food where it's not nasty that's what he said and i was like whoa, whoa, whoa. what do you mean sir what do you, what do you mean come on and, and he said that Italian food is the only one where you don't eat any nasty part of the animal. Oh my gosh, man. 
he's like he's like oh look at you Jamaican you guys eat oxtail and I was just dying when he said that what's wrong with oxtail though come <laughs> on man I was like who who eats the tail of an ox but then I was like hold on don't you guys eat <laughs> lamb but he's like okay it's a young I mean uh not lamb a uh, veal and I said it wasn't veal hey. like a young lamb and he's like yeah but that's that tail that oxtail was from a baby uh, ox's a baby ox and it was it was funny we went always back and forth he tried to hit us with the, that point you know oh you guys have your curry goat your 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 dumpling you know your your aki that's how he would say it right but oh other than that you guys eat oxtail so but like okay so isn't like sausage sausage they have their sausages in italy um isn't don't they wrap sausage in like like sheep intestine, like something isn't like the casing of like sausages like weird. Ron, never YouTube anything that comes from pigs. I will tell you that from right now. I'm not. I'm not YouTubing it, but like I'm just saying, like sausages, like it's it's pork. It's pork. Um, I would assume like not all obviously, but like sausages come from pork, and I swear it's like s- sheep's insides, like their intestines that they wrap it with. So isn't that nasty? So that's nasty. It's not only that. Not only that. When they make sausage, they grind up the bones and all that. So you're eating everything. It's just if it can grind up and it can fit in the the casing. Ta-da. Voila. But then that means that they have nasty stuff too, man. Like what? This guy needs to stop, man. Ron, you got to remember that was me in grade 11. I wasn't well equipped. But now. Yo, man. You should have gone to the office, you know, and said that he offended you. No, no, no. I'm not going <laughs> to. Dissing your food. Dissing your food like that. Come on, man. Ron, he doesn't. Just he doesn't don't eat it. He doesn't. He never been to Jamaica before. That's why. The man, if he ate oxtail, he would never have made any jokes. That's facts. I always see him. He always went to the calf and got a patty. <laughs> uh, the, I don't get it. Let's, let's switch over gears and let's talk about. Uh, some big things that happened this year. So let's talk about album. Top five albums for me. Uh, I have Little Dirk, the seventy-two twenty album. That was very that was proper. Uh, Kendrick Lamar's album was amazing. Uh, but I would have to say my two favorite ones will have to be uh, Fabio Bible, and then the game, Drillmatic Heat versus Mine. I have to put. Man, those two albums. Now, I know I said top five. I only mentioned four. Uh, these were the four that stood out to me the most. Now, not trying to take no shot at nobody. But these are the four that like I bumped over and over again. And yes, my boy Drake did not make it. I'm being honest this year. I'm being fair. You know, these were the four albums that really got to me this year. What about for you, Rob? Um, like I did last year, I break it down into the quarters of the year so for the first three months my favorite album was earl sweatshirt sick i also did like um two chains dope don't sell itself and then dreamville and dj drama the d-day album but number one would be earl sweatshirt shirt um quarter two kendrick lamar mr morale and the big steppers that was it i also did enjoy uh, logic's vinyl days um, Post Malone's 12 Carat Toothache. So, and 504 was a good one too. 
but um, I'd say Kendrick Lamar's was number one. Um, for quarter three, I like 2000 by Joey Badass. Um, I also, like, I, equally as much, I'd say Burn a Boy's Love and Domini. Um, that was uh, for quarter three. And then quarter four, there was only really two albums that I heard a lot of. Uh, Taylor Swift's Midnight's, but the my favorite album was SZA's, S.O.S. Okay, okay. So you said, you mentioned uh, Kendrick's album. You mentioned Fabio. You didn't like Little Dirts or uh, The Game? It's not that I don't like it. it. I'm just, like, I was just thinking of the albums that I liked the most, the ones that I listened to the most. And, like, those ones, even though I did listen to them, like, I, I listened to them maybe once or twice, and that was it. I never really replayed them again. I, yeah. Fair enough. For songs, ooh, this, this list was crazy. I had uh, Talk To Me Nice. That was my fourth. Um, City of God was number three. Jimmy Cooks was number two. Now, before I mention number one, uh, number five, it was a tie break between uh, N9, N95 by Kendrick and then Cash and Cash Out by Pharrell, uh, Tyler the Creator, and 21 Savage. But number one, and the song... I play religiously over and over again. God did. God did. By my boy, DJ Cali. Um, I love that song. I still bump it even today. That's my top five. I didn't know we were doing songs. Um, so I'm not very prepared for this. Um, if I have to choose my favorite song, I'm going to say Father Time by Kendrick. Um, I also did like Jimmy Cook, surprisingly. You know, I didn't put Drake up there, but I, I honestly, that was that that was one of my favorite songs of the year. Like, honestly, like I told you, I like Drake. I feel like he can start to pivot. And that um, song gave me hope. There's something still in there when it comes to the rap. Um, but those I, I would give as the two best songs. Like, I honestly did not expect to be asked that question. That's fine. But no, I... I like how you divide up all your albums in um, quarter one, quarter two, quarter. That that is a very unique way. Quick question: When someone asks you top ten of something, do you use only your lifetime, or do you uh, just use the whole span of time? So um, I used to use the whole span of time, but then when I was on the Jack Jack Tracks um, podcast with like our friends Joe, Kevin and AJ. Like they basically had the top ten NBA players. That was a question that they had based on your lifetime, and I feel like that is a much fairer way of doing it because when you're doing it based on all time, you haven't seen everyone all time, and each era is different. You know, like. That's why, like, when I compile the list of music, I, I break it down into quarters because it's easier to manage. I When I listen to the album, I track the list, and then I kind of, like, track my mood during that time period. And then it's like, okay, this album is the one I play the most, you know? Whereas in the summertime, it's a completely different vibe. My mood is different, and then I track that. Like, if I grew up in the 60s, you know, your favorite soccer player could be Pele, 
If you grew up in the 80s, it could be Maradona. If you grew up in the 90s, it could be Ronaldo. 2000s, it could be Ronaldinho. It could be Messi. You know, like each player, each athlete, you know, has a significance in that era and to you, each individuals that lived in that era. So it's better to break it down by year time. I like that. Now, for you to listen to so much music, are you listening to it like during your walks? So I do listen to it during my walks. Like every album I listen to, I, I listen to it twice. Unless if on the first play, I just can't get into it. Um, so I listen to it during my walks. I listen to it during work, especially when it's not some when I'm doing like kind of like um, more like data entry type stuff where I don't have to be completely focused. Um, when I'm in the gym, I do it. And um, yeah, so the first time I just play it just to like hear it, get a vibe off it. And then the second time, it's a much more thorough listening. And then that's when I choose what songs I like off the album. No, I like how I really like how you do your list. I'm more basic. I'll just whatever album touched me the most and, you know, please me. I'm going with that list straight up. I just feel like you can forget things, right? Like, you know, like it's it's a lot harder when you do it that way let's take it a step further give me your top three for the whole year if i have to break down but like recency bias will always play you know like the song that the album that i listen to right now is like scissors so i i don't know like okay so let's let's go like this when i listened to earl Schwett's sweatshirt i was like this is the best album i've listened to like recently so I'd say that that's either three, two, or one. Um, I really did like Kendrick Lamar's uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. So maybe I'll put Kendrick's two, Earl Sweatshirt one, and then I'll put Joey Badass's 2003. I'm going to even ask you another question. If someone came up to you and said, what is your favorite album of all time? Would you be able to give a clear-cut answer or no? I don't think I would be able to because I... I, I have like compiled a list of like, like my top 100 songs and it's always evolving. Like I, I knock down certain songs, knock them off the list, depending on, you know, what it is that I like. If I had to guess, like, honestly, I'd say. You want me to answer before you answer? You can answer while I'm still thinking okay. about it. So for me, it's a toss up. No lie. It's a toss up between take care by Drake or College Dropout by Kanye. I know Kanye's taking all of the, this heat right now. The man made some good music. Those two are probably my top two albums of all time. That's when I think both those artists were, were at their greatest. Or they were they already it seemed like they peaked, but they went another level. Cause look at their body of work even after. Those two albums were amazing. All right. Um, okay, take care for Drake is I'd say three. Wow. Um, okay. I think I'll say pure heroin by Lord is two. If I'm going by like um, everything, and then I know Kanye would should be there, but it's not. I think Good Kid, Mad City was number one for me. Kendrick. You really made it, eh? Top three? 
Yeah, like I'm just trying to think based on like the time I listened to it and like how I felt. I remember listening to Take Care and like that definitely had a big impact on like my feelings about Drake at the time. So I Take Care has to be there. Kanye, like I feel like if you look at bits and pieces of his albums, like if, if I combined all his the music that I've listened to, he like he would be number one. But when I'm just looking at the complete album, I'd say those three. Good Kid, Pure Heroin, and then Take Care. Mm. I, I will say this about Kanye. When he drops an album, it's consistently good. It's not like typical albums where there's only like maybe two, three, four songs that are great. I can say with Kanye, at least half his album is always songs that you could keep on. You'll, you'll play again. You'll repeat the listen. I'll say that about his his albums. I'll give him that. I, 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 I like him, man. I'm just like, it's really hard for me. I'd say like Kanye is probably number four. Um, but and if I had to choose the one, it would likely be College Dropout. But um, yeah, that's tough. Like, did you even listen to Donda 2 this year? Donda 2? No. Oh, you didn't listen to it. Um, it was on his... Um, stream player or whatever it was called oh wait, 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 wait. is donda to the song with andre 3000 no he had a he had an album i'll send it like my brother sent it to me i'll send it to you okay because that song with andre 3000 i bu- i don't know i think it was on donda one but that song oh man whoo that song gives you goosebumps man because both of them are talking about their moms that they lost, right? So it's a very, very chilling song, to be honest. Yeah, that was on Donda 1, I'm sure. Uh, but Donda 2, it was all right. Um, like, But because of how hard it was to get, like, I, I didn't really listen to it as much as I should have. I didn't even know if I got it in the correct sequence. So things like that like kind of like played at it. Like, I didn't really get a good sense of how the album was supposed to be. Now, uh, let's switch over. Let's switch gears to movies. Um, So for me, my movie. um, Now, I I have to still watch Woman King. I haven't watched it yet, you guys. But the weekend is slowly approaching. So I will be watching it. But the weekend is here, man. Why didn't you watch it already? It came out in the summer. I've been busy, man. I've been busy. I've been busy. I've been super busy. And the thing about it, I'm going to make the effort to go and watch it. But um, number one is Black Panther. Number two, this was very hard for me. But number two was between Doctor Strange and the Minions movie. When you go, I'm telling anyone, you go to Disney World, either in Florida or in L.A., and if you're at the Universal theme park, I recommend that you take that that Minions uh, roller coaster ride. It's 4D. It's not too crazy. Like I'm I'm scared of heights, and I love that roller. I love that ride. Um, it's amazing. And once you actually you ride on that experience, when you come back, you'll have a new appreciation for the Minions. And then I have after that, you have Turning Red and the Home Team. Uh, those are my top five movies for this year. I didn't really watch that many um, movies um, that came out this year. 
I've really been slacking. I have Disney Plus. I don't know why I haven't watched a lot of these Marvel movies and such. Um, but um, I'll just say this. My favorite movie, you know I like Batman. That was my favorite movie, The Batman. Uh, it came out earlier in the year. It, it's it's really dark, but like I don't know. I like uh, things. I like the villains in The Batman because they make you think. You know, and it's, I don't know. It, I just liked it. Um, that was definitely um, f- favorite movie. Um, I also did like um, the Tinder Swindler. It was something that like ah yes yeah. Um, so that was a good one. Um, I did watch um, the Black Panther two as a movie. I liked it, but like like there was just so many things that kind of bothered me about the movie. But that I'll leave that for another day. Um, yeah, and then. Did you watch the movie Smile, the scary movie? No, Ron. You know me, man. I I don't watch no, as Jamaican people would say, they don't watch no duppy, no duppy ting ting. Well, okay. So like, it it wasn't that good, but I found that and Barbarian pretty funny. Um, those are two movies that came out that were very funny, and Samaritan. Uh, they just really had me laughing, and I don't think I was supposed to be laughing in any of the three. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good thing. Oh, and I also watched the Elvis movie, um, oh, which really? was, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't bad. Um, but um, it's a very interesting story. And then the two worst movies I watched: Grim Cuddy and Nope. Nope. Is that the one with um, the guy from Get Out? Yep. You didn't like it? I didn't like it, and it was so long, too. Okay, because I got to watch it. I won't lie, man. They had they had some big shoes to fill because Get Out was great. And then that other movie, oh, man, I think it's like Us. Us was yeah. okay. Don't let your movie be so deep. We want to watch it, not have to use our imagination and create an ending or create other timelines of the movie right but i i like that with movies if i'm honest with you so give me the opportunity like have a cliffhanger and then give me the opportunity to maybe uh decide how the movie should end but with so many questions throughout the movie like i'm having a conversation with someone about a movie and you know the first five minutes what do you think about this what do you think about that Okay, then then we talk about the next five minutes. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? So you don't really get a lot of content from the movie, right? It's better that you just maybe read the uh, synopsis of it and then gain something from from that. For instance, like with Get Out, I, I, I love Get Out. But for instance, with Get Out, the deer. What the hell was, was with the deer? You know, that confused me. I have no clue what you're talking about the deer. I can't even remember. Yeah, at the beginning of the movie where uh, his girlfriend, uh, him and his girlfriend are driving, and then the deer runs right in front of them, and they get in the accident with the deer, and he looks at the deer, and the deer is like, I don't know. But there was a deep meaning with that, but I didn't know. So I like, the, I like how these movies are becoming more deep. Um, my favorite movie that was actually a deep movie and it wasn't of this year it was previous but the joker like we actually saw 
the Joker side. So it kind of told us that not all villains are evil for a crazy reason. Sometimes they're evil because a good guy screwed them over. But that's the thing. Um, when it comes to good and bad, it's all a matter of perception. You know, like Agreed. that's what, that's all it is. One person's hero is another person's freedom fighter is what they say, right? So that's just how it comes down to most of the time. But I do feel that most me- movies have deeper meanings. The only ones that don't really have that deep of meanings are like usually like action, comedy. It's just, you know, whatever you see is what you get. Any other meaning, there's some sort of depth to it. Yeah. Uh, so for TV shows, for me, it's just a continuation of everything. So just an additional new season. So my anime shows, we got My Hero Academia. We also have Jujutsu Kai, Kaiser, I believe. Uh, yeah, Jujutsu. Uh, that TV show is also pretty sick. Too Hot to Handle was amazing this season. Ron, we didn't even talk about Too Hot to Handle. I'll save that for the new year. But this season was bumping. Um, what's another season? I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it? No, oh, I, I only watched the first season. That was during COVID. I haven't watched anything since then. You got to watch that. Uh, we also have Love is Blind, which was a great show. I know The Circle just recently came out with new episodes. My girlfriend and I, we, we watched see episode one. A lot of potential. I like the cast. I like the group. Very, very cutthroat. These shows, honestly, they have... Watching the previous episodes and now watching how everything is playing out now they are really making a huge leap because season one and season two were pretty repetitive but season three slash season four they're taking that next leap to become okay we're not going to do too many things from the past we're going to change it up and these changes are good all right so if we're going on show um my favorite show I, I only recently watched this during the snowstorm that happened over the holidays. So it's like, who is the mole? That's a really good show. Oh, are you, um, are you done? Yeah, I'm finished. Okay. Did you finish? Uh, I watched the last two episodes. Okay. Like, let's not spoil it because I know that my siblings are watching it still. But um, it was, I, th- I enjoyed it. Um, I like House of Dragon, uh, oh, the Game okay. of Thrones story. Yeah, like I I got into Game of Thrones after, like just as it actually finished airing. And then seeing this story was, it was actually a good um, show in my opinion. Um, But more like you, um, it came down to a lot of shows that, oh, sorry, one more, Inventing Anna. So I thought it was, as a show that I watch, I think it's one of the better ones I watched this year. Um, That was a new one for me. The rest of them are similar to you, like Love is Blind Season 3 was a really good one. It's probably the most entertaining one, I think, that we've watched. Um, I also liked, um, what was it, Only Murders in the Building. Um, I already watched, I watched the first season I mentioned to you last year. Um, This year it was good, too. Um, Aside from that, like, that's all the shows I have. Now, Invented Anna, correct me if I'm wrong, is that the show with the dolls? No, that's the one with the girl from uh, Ozarks. Oh, yeah, Stranger Things 4, Season 4. I like that. Um, but Ozark, uh, do you know the girl Ruth? I have 
had to start watching Ozark. I made a commit. I made a promise to myself to start watching it in the new year. Oh wow. Um. Well, she's in it, and it has nothing to do with the doll. Okay, because there's this new show that's coming out where it's a female doll. It's giving me Chucky vibes, but it's a female Megan. doll. That's huh? Megan. Oh, that's it's called Megan. It's called Megan. Have you watched any episodes as of yet? No, no, that's a that's not a TV show. That's a movie that comes out in the new year. Oh, it's a movie. Okay. That's what I thought. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but it comes out next year. It comes out, I think, January 6th, I believe. Okay. Okay, because there's that movie that I want to watch. Because that movie is giving me some Chucky vibes. And Chucky was cool and all because it wasn't too scary. It was a lot of more suspense. No, when you're a kid, that that is terrifying, man. I was terrified of that doll when I was a kid. The Chucky doll? Child's Play, man. I watched it when I was a kid. I was terrified of dolls. <laughs> Ron, there was a there was a video I saw. My sibling, I sent it to my siblings, and it's uh, some someone's child had the Chucky doll, and they were doing the ritual. Because it was playing on a TV show, and someone put the thumb on the forehead, and then the other hand on the other part of the body, and they were like, head up, and they were saying it, and I was like, wow. <laughs> you really got to watch what you put in front of these kids, because they will, they're like sponges. They will absorb it. True. So we talked about TV shows. We talked about movies. So personal highlights. Sorry, let's go there. So personal highlights. For me, you know, being just the move was big for me. You know, I'm in an area yeah. that I'm not used to, but you got to make it work, right? Uh, winning fantasy, I'm not going to lie, was huge for me. Uh, starting a new, up a new career, a new work path, uh, that was also big. This year has been, this year was my humbling year, I would say. Uh, I've been through a lot of ups and downs this year. Like, Ron, you know a lot of them. Um, but I was able to just, you know, fight through it. And I'm in a way better place. Um, I always tell people, I'm going to come out with a book. And it's going to be like, you're going to see my face. And half of my face is going to be all beautiful, all lotioned up, toothbrushed. And I'm wearing like a suit on one side. And on the other side, it's going to be me just beat up. Bloody face, messed up hair, missing a tooth. You got blood on my shirt. And it's going to be how I defeated COVID. That was a, That's the title of the book. I have it already. I'm just trying to figure out how to get it published. I'm going to come out a book. You'll see. Um, yeah, you had a lot of challenges. You had a lot of good things happen, and it's impressive. Um, it, it, it seemed to happen very quickly, too, which is good that you're able to persevere and go through it. Um, yeah, for me, it was obviously moving, buying a house, too. Like That was a yeah. big thing, my wife and I. So I feel like that's one of the biggest um highlights that happened this year aside from that like you know i mean i don't like fantasy wasn't the greatest but i guess like getting the fantasy league to like operate pretty well like i I feel like it seems like stable it took a lot of time to do you know but like it seems like it's pretty stable now and everyone's enjoying it so that's pretty fun as well um yeah work-wise it's same old for me you know like so Nothing really, truly special there, so to speak. So, yeah, those are my biggest highlights, man. Like I said, the home is a big thing. 
yeah, no, it is a big thing. And c- congrats to, you know, us, you know, because it's a big step that we took. But, Ron, you got to remember, hey, no shots to anybody in our league. But where the league was before, it was dark. It was dark. It was dark. And then uh, Ron, a.k.a. Adam Silver, came in and changed up everything, you know? And the I'm league not was a better Silver. Place. Huh? I'm not Adam Silver. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, your impact on the league. Like, you see, you see what you... We see the things that Adam Silver is able to do with the league now, and it's all positive. You've made a lot of positive changes. That's why, you know, I had to thank you for, you know, you, 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 you know, the league is in a better place. Again, no shots to anybody who was previously in that position. You know, how is it being married? You know, like you, you can finally say, you know, you have that year plus under your belt. How does that, how does that feel? Feels good, man. Like, I, I feel like I've learned a lot, you know, like I feel the relationships getting stronger, which is good. And yeah, like I, I feel like that's something that should come with a marriage, right? Like I, I you know, like fairy tales, they always show you the end when they get married and they don't show you anything beyond that. But there's still more work. It's a journey, you know. So, so far, year one has been really good going into year two. Um, I'm excited to see where the future goes. You know, I feel like there's a lot of big things coming in the new year, um, which I'm excited about. And it'll just further evolve this uh, relationship. Ron, for all those guys out there that are in a serious relationship like myself or anyone else, what would you say is the biggest adjustment or something that we should be prepared for when we're at that stage that you are at? I feel like you, you've already started one of them. Like, you guys live with each other. I think that that's one of the biggest adjustments, um, you know, because you're it's a new person in your space. You know, you, you never really had this person. You had your family members who have basically been there your whole life. So they, they've had enough time to understand you, whereas your partner, it's only been like a year or so. Um, not a year or so, like only ha- like less time than that. So... I feel like that's the biggest adjustment that you'll have. But honestly, like if you ever get close to the decision and you're scared, just like just think about why it is that you want to be in that situation with your partner. That's the best thing to do. Just think about why. Um, when you always go back to the why, it it helps provide you with clarity. I'm not going to lie. Um, yesterday, my girlfriend and I, we actually – I'm not going to lie. I – you know, we scheduled a meeting, you know, we added up in our calendars and we sat down and we just talked about how to make things better. We still buck heads a lot. We still, you know, have our issues be better moving forward because this is it. You know, is this her and I? So we had that great conversation of what we can do. And the two questions we asked each other were, what can we do for the other person so that we can be better and what the other person can do? Because we need to know that one of my toughest lessons that I learned was just because she may have done something wrong, I can also be part of the problem as well. It doesn't have to be 50-50, and even if it's 90-10, I still did 10% of the wrong, and it could be vice versa as well. So that was a lesson that I had to learn this year, but I learned it, you know, and, and now I'm applying it. Yeah, I just feel like conversation, open and honest conversation is like really necessary. If you don't have them, like you're always going to have problems, you know, 
and, and think of it this way, you know, when you choose to be in a relationship with somebody, you're you're basically making a decision to be a lot less selfish, more selfless. So if that's the case, you should always be, you know, trying to figure out what it is that your partner needs or, you know, how something that you're doing may impact your partner. And you you guys just have to have these conversations and be open during the conversations, because I feel a lot of times some people are holding back, you know, and then their needs never get fulfilled, you know, and then they almost become envious or not really envious or just mad at their partner for the fact that you know like they're not giving them what it is that they need or they feel that they need you know so just have those conversations some new year's resolutions for me ah man do you remember that commercial back in the day where it's that black guy and he's like hey you gotta get to school get get off the couch get off the couch of the whole procrastination mm-hmm. commercial, I mm-hmm. am going to live by that. And anytime I feel like I am procrastinating, I am just going to watch that video and remind myself I got to do more, especially with all the additional responsibilities I have now. I got to do better. And I have the path, I have the roadmap to do it. But now it's just me fulfilling that. And turning those plans into action. And so this year should be a big year for me. But that's the big demon I have to kill this this new year. No more procrastination. That's um quite possibly one of the hardest things to <laughs> try to do. <laughs> I feel like it like whenever I, I give myself that, you know, uh resolution, that and also the gym one. Or eating healthy, I feel like those are the ones where I usually uh, fail the most. Uh, <laughs> uh, this year, um, I'm trying, uh, with that being said, to go to the gym more and eat healthier. <laughs> and I'm uh, also getting back into reading consistently. I used to read like a book or two a month. And I really, really let that slide. You know, like, I almost feel that once I stop taking transit, I just... Like reading just became less and less for me. So that's one thing that I'm going to try to focus on. Trying to read a book a month. um, Give myself some sort of time. And then just being healthy. You know, like those are things that I really feel like I do need to um, uh, continue in order to be a better person. Uh, Things that we anticipate for 2023. This is a tough one. I have one. What is it? I have that the Raptors are going to start rebuilding. A Raptors will start a rebuild. Not a retool, a retool or a rebuild. I think it'll be a rebuild. Ron, you know that's news I don't want to hear. Hey, man, whatever it takes to make sure that we win a championship again. Well, usually when you have a top three draft pick, you either you, you usually go in that direction. And just rebuild yeah. it because Scotty's out here passing, but you know we have seen glimpse of him taking over, but he can't when he has so many big brothers there that want more piece of the pie. So it is a possibility. It is a possibility. Yeah, it's gonna be a problem. <laughs> we'll see. For me, I have that COVID. I feel it. I don't want it, but I feel like COVID will have a resurgence. Wow. 
it's just it's been too quiet, Ron. Too many people are becoming more. Oh, it's okay. We don't need COVID. Uh, we don't need a vaccine. And I think because of that movement, that front is going to cause another with that that behavior is going to cause reckless behavior, which is going to cause. It could be COVID. It could be something else. Again, we just heard how Russia, I believe it was Russia, but they went in the ice and they were able to um, carve out some type of virus. So who knows what could happen in the near future, but I feel like something related to COVID will have a resurgence. I feel that Trump will have a big year this year. I strongly feel it. I feel like he's going to have a resurgence as well. And I feel that somebody we know will win the lotto. Somebody. Hopefully, we know <laughs> This guy said Trump is going to have a big year. COVID is going to resurge. Um, and then somebody we know will win the lotto. Um, well, hopefully, the person that wins the lotto is me. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll appreciate that. Um, Trump having a big year, like... I don't know, man. Like, this guy just, he's like COVID, man. He just, the gift that keeps on giving. He just keeps coming back. It doesn't seem like he's going to go away anytime soon. So, anyone can be defeated. Um, but, yeah, I, like, I tend to agree that uh, a big year is coming because they canceled him and he's still around. You know, like, something is happening, it seems like to me. Um, for COVID, I pray that it's not a thing. Like, I did notice a lot of people during Christmas time were sick, you know, like, so I'm hoping that that's not the start of this. Um, I've been trying to remain relatively um, isolated, I guess. Uh, I'm like, I'm seeing most of the same people a lot of the time. Like, I'm not going into these large environments. I feel like next year I will be. So, like, it's making me a little bit... Uh, you know, nervous, but like, I just pray that it doesn't happen. Hey, hopefully it doesn't. I, I, I'm thinking about it now. Yeah. I haven't been in one of those venues with a lot of people as of yet. So it, it will be different. Like I've been to a Raptor game, but I think that's the biggest venue I've been to, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a sold out arena. So. I feel like I'm going to, because I I went to baseball games like last year, but those were usually dome open situations. And I did get COVID shortly after being in one of those stadiums. So like, I, but it may have been from something else, you know, like, so um, I, I'm pretty sure it was from a flight I was on as opposed to a game that I went to because of uh, the surroundings, the people surrounding me. But that's a thing, man. Like it's a risk that you take when you go out now, like, not everyone, you know, moves the same way when it comes to being sick. That, that's it for Wait. me when it comes to the years of review. What about you, Ron? Come on, what was your sport highlight, man? My sport We're highlight? sportos. We're sportos, man. Like, come on. That's true. I know you hate that word, man. How do you forget? I thought the World Cup final was a big, it was really good matchup. It was. It was. It was. My biggest sports moment? Yo, shout out to Scotty Barnes for winning Rookie of the Year. You know, we brought back the trophy to Toronto. At least at least that's some positive we could take. And, you know, sports came back to Toronto. Like, Ron, like, it was trash having a Raptors in Tampa Bay. Like, they must have liked it because they loved the weather. 
But it's nice to have sports back in Toronto where we could just be, go out, celebrate. You know how much it sucked where some of my friends couldn't come to the, the restaurants because of certain reasons and fears. But now to being able to just enjoy sports, like, I, I'm, I'm, that's a big moment for me. But Scotty winning Rookie of the Year, and I'm not going to lie, Ron, that World Cup Finals game was probably the greatest soccer game I probably ever watched in my life. It was definitely a slow 70 minutes, and then it just picked up. It was definitely a really, really, really good game. Um, Scotty Barnes winning the MVP doesn't do anything for me. I want the Raptors to win a championship. Like, that's it, man. Jeez, championship or bust, eh? Yeah, but I do appreciate, like, the sports coming back to Toronto. That was definitely a very big thing. Um, for how many years was it? Two years? The Blue Jays came back last year, late. But, like, come on, man. Like, we're a professional sports team. Like, we need we need our team here. We don't need them in Tampa or Buffalo or God knows where else. They need to be in Toronto. So it was good that they were able to come back this year. You're a sports soul. A sportio. I, I, I hope I'm... Sporto. 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 Sorry, a sporto. You went to school for all those years and you don't remember what a sporto... Like, the term? Don't Let's not talk about school anymore. Those are the dark days. But what Toronto team do you think will win a championship first? Blue Jays. You think the Blue Jays have the best chances? Well, the Maple Leafs are looking really good, but, like, they've... You know, the Blue Jays... They got beat real bad this year in that Seattle game, so I don't know. But the Maple Leafs on paper should win, or at least come close, but I think that the Blue Jays are better positioned to win a championship. So you're going Blue Jays, Leafs, Raptors? Uh, no, sorry, I'm going Argos, Blue Jays, Leafs, Raptors. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, the Argos, they just won. You know, shout out to the Argos. That was sick, too. That was a big game. I forgot about that. That was a really good game, too. Okay. Uh, do you want to change any of your current bets when it comes to sports? What bets do I have? Not bets. Sorry. Your uh, predictions. Oh, yeah. We did, um, we did an NBA prediction, right? Who do you have for the NFL right now? Green Bay? Oh, NFL, I didn't do it. Didn't, I didn't make any predictions this year. Like, Green Bay is... They were letting me down, but all of a sudden they're starting to win games, so I'm hopeful. They just need to win two more games and hope that Washington loses one one more, and then they're good. I got the Cowboys winning it. That's a bad bet, man. I got the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? I got the Cowboys. They're going to do it. With Jerry Jones moving like that. If he gets rewarded with a Super Bowl, life will definitely be viewed as not fair. Oh, for sure. But I just, because of everything that happened, especially with that Jerry Jones situation, um, the quarterback being hurt but coming back, I think I think they're going to make, they're, they're at least going to the Super Bowl, I would say. Bro, you got to chill, man. This is, like, not um, uncommon for them, you know? Like, they look good every year and they always lose every single one of those years it's not 1995 not 1994 it's not that time anymore these guys are going to lose and it's going to be heartbreaking ok 
Okay, well, it's them or Patrick Mahomes, one of the two. Patrick Mahomes, it's a better bet, but I don't think that they'll win. Okay. Hey, remember, it's you got you need that quarterback to win it all, and they got that quarterback. The Bengals are there. The Buffalo Bills are still there. You know, there's options, man. It, it, like, this year is going to be exciting, man. And you should go to Joe's Super Bowl party. That'll be a fun time. It's going to be a long drive. <laughs> Ask him to sleep over. All right. I just hope Joe's not into the whole wet willies and toothpasting people. And You know he is. I'm going to have to have a talk with Joe. Joe, we're going to have to have a talk. <laughs> we're going to set some guidelines. Uh, but yeah, Ron, any, uh, that's it for me. Anything on your side? Yeah, that's all I have, man. Happy New Year to you yeah, in advance, I'll say happy it. Happy New Year to you, to your family, and to every, to all of our listeners. And you know what? I'm not going to be the Grinch or Mr. Scrooge, but shout out, you know, Happy New Year to the people that aren't listening to us, right? Hopefully, we, you know, we can convert you guys to listeners and... We love you all. Happy New Year's. Bigger and better things, you guys. One love. One love.